Welcome to the Team Packed Podcast with your host, Twinton Pools. We hope to inspire you to think critically and biblically about current issues facing our culture, challenge you to make a difference in your community, and ultimately change the world. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Team Pack Podcast. This is Quinn, and I'm in Richmond, Virginia, and I'm excited to have my friend Grant May on the podcast. Grant is a program director this year at Team Pact, so we get to do some ministry together, which is really fun, and we're looking ahead to national convention, as well as a number of classes here in the second half of the state class season, so there's a lot of ministry yet to be done, um, but we wanted to take some time to kind of pull back the curtain on what is Team Pact, and what are we actually doing and and what could Teen Pact be in the years ahead? Like where where is it serving a particular area of society and how can it be further enhanced and how can it grow and how can we steward that responsibility? Now Grant's coming at that from the perspective of a program director and I'm currently coming at that as the perspective of an employee, but really what we want to see advance is the kingdom of God. We want to see God's truth, his story, his gospel, and we want to see servant leaders all across the country, right? So there's a lot that we're going to be unpacking today, but I'm just really excited that Grant's on. Grant has a long history of engaging on platforms like this, of taking um, things that he has learned and studied and thoughtfully engaged with and said, hey, let's make that actually a public discourse. Let's actually engage in, in a more meaningful way, not just with two friends or a group of friends, but let's let's go broadcast that a little bit. And I've been inspired by that, to be honest, Grant. I am somebody who, for a while, would rather sit on the sideline and kind of have my side commentary going on than to kind of engage in a public format. And so the podcast actually ended up being a way for me to put feet on my faith and say, all right, like these conversations actually need to get out there and we need to be doing some of this engagement work. So first of all, thank you for serving as a program director. Thank you for all of the ways that you are serving and leading this year, but also thank you for joining on the podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me on Quinn. Um, I know I said this before we started, but you know, the Teen Pack podcast is something that my family loves listening to. Uh, we've really enjoyed it, and it's super surreal to get to be on here. Um, super thankful for the ministry that uh, the Teen Pack podcast is able to do, um, and glad that there's more Christians that are getting involved and becoming vocal um, in a way that, you know, we're making our voices heard, um, and that's super necessary and needed um, in this day and age. Yeah, totally. So you mentioned your family. Um, a number of you uh, and your siblings have been involved in Teen Pact. Your, your parents are getting involved in Teen Pact over the years. Um, take me back to your first kind of introduction to Teen Pact, where, where you kind of first tasted the flavor of what this ministry has to offer. What what was kind of the first thing that kind of inspired you and lit the fire for you? Yeah, so uh, my mom signed me up for my first state class in 2017. Super excited to go. I was the weird anomaly of a kid that was actually looking forward to wearing a suit at the Capitol. I'd just done um, Challenge uh, B, Mock Trial, so loved doing that, and I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I and like for the, law. for the uninitiated, that's Classical Conversations? Classical Conversations, Excellent. yes. Okay. Um, <laughs> and so I was super nerdy, uh, loved history as a kid, um, and I realized that politics was really just the creation of modern-day history. So Teen Pact was a perfect opportunity for me, uh, but when I went to Teen Pact, I was expecting to go to this government camp and learn a lot, and I left with something that was so much greater. Uh, back home, I didn't have a ton of 
young male role models that were simultaneously pursuing excellence in worldly areas, but also pursuing a relationship with Christ. I had sort of a dichotomy of some that were pursuing excellence and some that were pursuing Christ, but I didn't see that vision of, okay, here are, here's an example of a young man that's passionate about both. Um, and going to Teen Pact changed my life because I was able to see some of the staffers. I remember watching my first program director, uh, Parker Johnson, never, never said a word to him. We didn't have a single conversation, but uh, watching him changed my life. And I was mm. like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. I remember being a student and then later a staffer and those program directors and interns, like you're saying, without much more than a conversation, having that kind of inspiring effect to where I would be writing essays later where the prompt was identify heroes in your life. Mm -hmm. And I literally to this day can name the people like Joe Radcliffe and Caleb Bates and like these people who they might not have any idea the kind of effect that they had on me, but just as a part of Teen Pack's leadership model where they're serving and leading at a young age with excellence, with the character and competency to do so, and it inspired in me, I, I can do that. I can do more. I can do like, and I can actually follow in their example. So thank you for being that example for other young men and women this year. That's fantastic. Now that's kind of the first introduction. You, you kind of see, okay, excellent leaders, excellent at a young age. I can do that. I can be around those people and I can become that kind of person. Um, as you've kind of fast forwarded in your, you know, five, six years now of being in Teen Pact, what, what are some of the things that linger? What are the things where you're like, man, Teen Pact, like you've been involved in a lot of different organizations. Like you've, mm -hmm. you've served in different areas. You've uh, participated in different ways. You've been on mic with different things. You've been on stage for different things, but, but, but what has stuck with you about Teen Pack? What makes it distinct? What I think is so cool about Teen Pack is growing up, I went to different church camps. I went to different political events. And there's, there's really no other organization like it out there that I can think of that perfectly uh, tries to marry um, the, the discipleship aspects uh, that a lot of church camps miss out on. A lot of church camps are solely focused on uh, evangelizing to people. And there's a time and place for that. But uh, for me and my friends, it was so important. We were Christians. We, we knew to take that first step. But where do we go from there? Um, and Teen Pact filled that void in my life. It gave me answers for that question. And then I also attended, you know, political events uh, with different conservative organizations. And what was so cool about Teen Pact was it married uh, the, the faith with the politics. It wasn't solely politics. It was, you know, uh, a beautiful combination of, okay, we are Christians. How should we allow our faith to influence our politics? And that's what I love about Teen Pack to this day. Yeah, that's awesome. I do think that um, if we were to promote the podcast, we could take that clip of me asking, you know, what what about Teen Pack sets it apart? And, and I think you said it perfectly tries to marry. And it's like dot, dot, dot. Check out the podcast for more. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait, what are we talking about? No, but you're talking about faith and politics. Like the intersection of faith and politics is an area that very few people engage well with. Mm -hmm. So either there's a lack of engagement or there's really poor engagement. And, and you kind of feel like Teen Pact is, is doing something in that space that is helping. So, so what do you see in that space currently that is not good? And what do you see that Teen Pack's doing to help remedy that? Yeah, you broke it down perfectly. There's sort of two dichotomies of individuals out there that are the 
uh, most most typical people you'll meet. There's the Christians out there that think they shouldn't engage in politics. And I think that lie really stems uh, from the devil. Uh, it's trying to keep Christians from influencing the laws that impact us. One thing that I find really interesting is a lot of people, we talk about Romans 13 a lot in, um, in Teen Pact. We talk about it a lot in the church, especially um, in recent years. There's been a lot of scrutiny surrounding Romans 13. Sure. And one thing that's super cool that I've uh, come to know and come to discover is as we look at, okay, God clearly sets up governing authorities. Who is the governing authority in America? Well, it's not the president. It's not the legislative bodies. It, those people do have influence. They do have authority. But ultimately, what it comes down to is they're under authority of the Constitution, and the Constitution sets up we the people as authority. So we have God-given political influence that we should steward well, mm. and not to steward it well um, would be a waste of that stewardship. And I look at the parable of the talents, right, in mm. Matthew, where Jesus yeah. talks about stewarding um, our resources, our God-given gifts well. We have political authority, and not to use it would be to waste that. And I think there's nothing the devil wants more than to keep Christians from engaging that. But there's sort of a second side to that coin of we are to steward that well. And sometimes when people try and steward it, they end up stewarding it poorly. Mm. Um, and, you know, Jesus was the perfect picture of truth and grace. We, that should be our goal as Christians. When we engage in politics, we need to speak truth, but we need to do so gracefully and we need to do so in love. Wow. That was, that was incredible. As I think about you know, my experience with engaging in these things or just like the friendships that I have, the community that I have, it does seem that sometimes people fall back on their personality or their family upbringing or their church culture. Um, and that's kind of their excuse for one way of relating to politics or not relating to politics. And it seems to me that, that Teen Pack tries to I don't know, set, set, set more of a, just a biblical foundation for that than what is your experience or what is your preference? Mm -hmm. I, I think what you're getting at, uh, with like the, the concept of, of stewarding the talents, it's, there is responsibility. There's actually duty. And like that, you know, that that's significant language that's saying, you know, there would be negligence if you didn't do something here or if you didn't do it well. And so I think there's some people that, yeah, based on some of those justifications, we'll say, you know what, politics just isn't for me. What would you say to those people? How does Teen Pact engage with those people who, you know, I'm just not the political nerd, so, you know, what what good is Teen Pact for me? What good is government for me? What good is knowing current events to me? Like, how do you see Teen Pact engaging with people who don't want anything to do with politics? Yeah, uh, there's lots of opportunities for people who are uh, wanting to come to Teen Pack that aren't super political. I know uh, I'm by far of my closest friends in the ministry, the most politically involved, the biggest political nerd that I know um, of my friends. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't withdraw from politics. I think it's really important um, to understand that even if you aren't a political nerd, even if politics isn't your mojo, that you recognize that politics matter. Um, I, there's uh, someone I really admire that says this a lot, uh, Ali Best Stuckey. She says, politics matter because policies matter because people matter. And one way we can love our neighbor well is by caring about um, the policies that impact us. We go back to what is the root word of politics. It traces back to the Greek word um, that basically stands for city, state, or community. At its root, at its core, politics is really just looking at, at how can we best care for those that are our countrymen, that are our neighbors. How do we love our neighbor well from a public standpoint? But that doesn't mean you have to be totally over-indexed and to 
you know, I idolize any, uh, anything out there is really not good. We know that's sure, evil. Sure. Um, so there's definitely a balance that you must strike, but ultimately we do have a responsibility to at least somewhat engage in the political process and recognize that by engaging in the political process, it's one way that we can love our neighbors well. So this is a little bit of an aside, but it, it, it's very much in line with the topic that we're discussing. So, you know, as we seek to steward our influence at Teen Pact, you know, one of the things that we're trying to do is, is with this group of people, with young people or their parents who just, you know, they're just not the political nerd and whatever, um, is we're trying to, to inspire them to, to have that kind of biblical worldview that says your engagement in this sphere of authority matters. And it matters as a, as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus, like you have a responsibility here. And as we engage with that, it seems like the program itself is very successful in terms of like the four days or five days that somebody participates for the year or the two years or the three years that they participate. It seems like it really catches on and it's really exciting to see that. But when I fast forward five years, when that person is in college and they're eligible to vote in a presidential election, I wonder and I'm wondering out loud and I'm wondering on a podcast, but I wonder how many teen packed students are actively voting and applying biblical worldview and wisdom to their votes. I'm guessing that it's significantly more than the average population, significantly more than the average Christian population. But I'm guessing that there's also just kind of a, a, a latent, you know, uh, you know, Teen Pact had a voice in my life for a period of time, and I don't have that voice in my life anymore. I don't have somebody that's telling me, steward this responsibility. Like, maybe you do. Maybe your local church, you know, your pastor sees that as part of biblical worldview and is doing a good job of reminding you to steward that well. But unless you're you're reading, you know, good Christian authors about this topic or listening to a good podcast uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> about this topic, like, I wonder, do you think that... St- students by and large are regularly engaging like on that kind of front are they getting engaged with a campaign are they getting engaged um you know with with even just getting to the polls and voting yeah i think you hit the nail on the head right there when you said i think the average teen pack student probably participates at a higher level but i don't think it's at the number that it should be one thing that was super cool for me about teen pact was my life wasn't changed by a talk that a class director gave. My life wasn't changed by uh, some speech that the program director gave. Rather, it was by watching and then advancing through the program and finding like-minded peers um, that spurred me on, that were iron sharpening iron. One thing that I think is so special about Teen Pact that we've often referred to as the secret sauce of Teen Pact is the fact that you see young people excelling. And with that, you find a community of young people that are passionate about Christ that push you to excel. And so I think it's super cool because you have a group that will ultimately hold you accountable. If you are, if you desire that, if you look for it, you'll find people that will encourage you, just like the local church should encourage um, its members to be actively involved. It, we sh- staffers, um, interns, program directors, students of Teen Pack, they should hold each other accountable. Be like, remember that great time we had at the Capitol. Those truths still apply today. Just because uh, we haven't participated in the program in five years, they're still true. It doesn't make them any less true that they were a long time ago. And so by finding that accountability, by finding those brothers Mm. and sisters um, in Christ that experienced um, this cool event together, uh, we should be able to cultivate a 
positive peer pressure that inspires people to be involved in the political process mm-hmm. and to steward that God-given political influence and authority well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. I That idea of the community that provides that accountability in your time in Teen Pact, like that, that's so obvious once you say it. Like w- once I look back and I just kind of zoom out and I'm like, oh yeah, that's exactly what's going on, that positive peer pressure. So then my question, my brain just goes to, well, how do you create that at age 21 and age 27 and age 35. And I think a big part of that is the local church. There's also a part of me where it's like, I don't know that the local church ultimately should be banging the drum of get out and vote. Like do Mm -hmm. that. Like, I think you should get out the message of steward your responsibility as a believer and living in America that falls within this category. Yes. I think pastors should be banging that drum, but I don't know that it should be, Hey guys, November 7th's coming up. We got to get to the polls. Everybody remember, get to the polls. Like personally, I don't know that that's the pastor's responsibility to do that. Mm -hmm. So then it kind of creates in my mind, like, okay, well how could teen pact be a part of keeping that accountability and that community going? Cause like there's, Thousands. There's like over 50,000 teen pack grads across the country and presumably around the world if, if they've moved. But, you know, 50,000 people and, and most of whom, maybe not all, but most of whom are going to still hold to a lot of these values. And I'm just like, man, what, like, why is there not more organization of that and inspiration in that and accountability in that? And so it gets me thinking, like we started the alumni network a couple of years back. I'm wondering like, okay, maybe Teen Pact, which is for teenagers, should stay focused on that. But but maybe our alumni network is a way of of helping people do this. And I'm not saying that, you know, I, you know, I'm I can tell that like a pessimistic listener would be like, are you saying that you're just going to like use this network to, you know, accomplish political means and blah? no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if if we actually believe the stuff that we're teaching, and a student gets it at the end of their class and, and they actually want to live that out. How can we help them actually live that out? How, how can we help them follow Jesus in this particular arena at that point of faith and politics? And, and maybe it's not Teen Pact, maybe it's not the Alumni Network, but, but it's got me thinking where like there's more that can be done and should be done because it's a matter of, of stewardship and responsibility. And I, I just feel like it's a high calling and we ought to be about that, you know? So um, any thoughts on just kind of what, what could even Teen Pact be a part of? How could we help with that in the years ahead? Yeah, I think you should start Young Adult Pact and then uh, Middle Age Pact <laughs> right, and then exactly. Senior Citizen Pact. Senior, senior Pact. Oh, I love it. <laughs> you know, at our church, we have a group that's called Seasoned Saints. Uh, and the, the branding for it is like a bunch of different, you know, seasonings Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) and it's for like 50 year olds ish and up. And so like when you're around 47, 48, people start nudging you and it's like, are you going to join the season saints? It's like, so (laughs) I just think of season saints packed or season packed or saint packed or whatever. So no, I, so, but, but should that be kind of the type of thing that we're thinking about where it's like, all right, how do we help? Equip and and maybe it's not maybe it's not an entire organization maybe it's maybe it's just resources maybe it's a podcast maybe it's maybe it's writing a book about how to apply what what you're learning in your high school experience at Teen Pact as a young adult at college with a local church like maybe it's it's I don't know it's just trying to be wind in the sails of these students so that they don't lose what they gained during this week of Teen Pact. 
Yeah, I think you're spot on there. Um, and I think the podcast is a great way to equip people. I think connecting people, uh, like we talked about that positive peer pressure. So connecting people through the alumni network is a great thing. But I also think a lot of times, um, you know, when we talk about like the deconstruction movement and stuff that, that plays into it. A lot of it, um, a lot of, it's sad for me to watch a lot of people I have loved, I've respected, I still love. Um, and they, they had such a pivotal impact on my life watching former people that have gone through this program deconstruct from their faith. And I wish there was a one size fits all solution, um, Mm. to help, and I don't know that there is, though. Yeah. I think it's rallying and creating that community that continually spurs each other on. And I also think, I mean, sometimes at Teen Pact events, there's a sort of sense that it feels like you can be chasing that emotion of, you know, sort of a camp high. I think Teen Pact right. does a really good job uh, protecting itself from the camp high because they are such a discipleship-oriented uh, ministry rather than uh, evangelism reach-out ministry. But it's inevitable when you get a group of young uh, Christians together, get excited about their faith. There is a emotional experience that's attached to it um, that when you leave inevitably leaves, but we got to realize that the same God we serve at teen packed events doesn't cease uh, when we leave the teen packed events. The same Mm. God we serve at teen packed events is in our homes. It's in our church. um, And it goes back to making the impact in our spheres of influence right now. My sphere of influence is teen packed. It's where I am, fully committed to at the moment. Um, but the same God I'm serving here is the same God I'll be serving when I go home, when I leave Teen Pact, when I go back to school, when I go back to my church, um, it's the same God. And yeah. just remembering that and reminding ourselves of that, because when we try and go at it alone, um, that can be really hard. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and totally unsuccessful too. Like I, you know, part of my, my excitement and thinking about, Oh, what, what could happen? What could we do? What, you know, it's like, well, maybe the first question should be, all right, Lord, what do, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what are you trying to accomplish? Not, not just in this ministry, but in our country, like, and, and, and if we are to be a part of that, what should that look like? And there's kind of a, there's a humble faith that can approach the Lord and say, all right, God, you get to call the shots. And then there's also just kind of like a brash overconfidence where it's just like, if we build it, they will come, you know? And I, I, you know, just you saying that just is such a good caution to me of like, okay, there probably are things in our future where our vision needs to grow and expand. We need to do more and better things in different areas, but it it's not because we're trying to be some sort of kingdom builder ourselves. Like the Lord is the one who builds the kingdom. He's the one who oversees that. He is the one who designs that. He is the one who uses us as his instruments. Yes, but we ultimately need to be submitted to him and his vision and his work and his time. And so it's very humbling, but it's also exciting to think about the possibilities. When you think about, you know, where Teen Pack could be, uh, you know, headed in the years to come, um, you know, you're, you're off at college right now. You're taking a break to do this program director um, opportunity and you're serving really well in that. But, you know, what, what would you love to see? You know, you come back to Teen Pack five, 10 years from now and, you know, you're at national convention. You're like, wow, like, man, we have 3 billion students here. No, it's like, like, we don't, we don't want that, right? Like, it's not just the size, like national conventions almost getting to a point where we have to move away from camp model into like conference model where it's like, you are going to be in subsession A, B or C today. You know, it's like, uh, so maybe there's going to be a point where we need to say, you know what, national convention can't grow anymore. And, and so, 
if it's not size and seeing just Teen Pack get bigger and bigger and bigger, are there things that you would love to see Teen Pack doing five, 10 years from now? Maybe we're already doing it or maybe it's something new, but just you, you would just be happy to see Teen Pack doing well in that area. What would that be? Man, I'm so excited for the future of Teen Pact. Just seeing the impact it's had on my life, uh, my friend's life, my family's life, uh, and just students that I've interacted with over the years. There's such a need for, you know, inspiring young people in their faith, inspiring them in their relationship with Christ, and then sending them out and training them uh, to defend their liberty, value uh, value their liberty, defend the Christian faith. All those things. I I love that NatCon has grown so much, and it's been cool for me to watch just the change in Teen Pact over the course of time I first came as a student. It's cool to see because, relatively speaking, I know Teen Pact's been around a while, but in the long, long history of things, it really hasn't been around all that long. So, you know, we're conf- continually refining the program um, and making it better, making it more accessible to people everywhere. I've loved seeing uh, the impact it's had on students in the state of Texas, uh, where I'm from, and seeing its outreach grow in places where maybe there aren't as large groups of uh, homeschoolers or aren't as uh, inundated with the Bible Belt. Uh, There's such a need and a hunger for discipleship uh, programs like Teen Pact throughout the nation. And so I'm super excited to see where Teen Pact goes. Specifically, when I look at it, I'm unsure at the moment of specifically ways I want to see Teen Pact grow, but I think just continually growing uh, the amount of students that it's able to impact over the course of the coming years. Um, NatCon becoming a conference would be insane, but seeing um, us broaden our outreach to private schools, to public schools, um, because those people need that positive environment of peer Mm. pressure too, just as much as Mm -hmm. homeschoolers do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And as we think about the kind of growing diversity of Teen Pact, that's exactly where we want to take the conversation. Like what this type of conversation we've had, it, it really just sets the foundation of if this is really a thing worth doing, and it is, then it's it's more than just this particular demographic. There are more people that would be blessed by this, that this would serve and strengthen their faith. It would strengthen their faithful activity and responsibility. Like there's, there's a lot of good to be done, and Teen Pact has in some ways, a responsibility to enable that and to help with that. And so it's an exciting thing to look ahead. Um, as I work at the Teen Pact office, it's it's fun to occasionally kind of pull back the curtain on the future and kind of, you know, creak that door open a little bit, peer in, you know, close it, make some plans, you know, open it again. Um, but it's, it's uh, you know, it's going to be an exciting next number of years. Like I feel like Teen Pack's ready to boom in a lot of ways um, and all to the glory of God. So Grant, thanks so much for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I've loved it. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of the Teen Pact podcast. Have any questions about today's episode? Send us an email at communications at teenpact.com. Or you can visit our website for more information about our programs and state classes.